Hello and welcome to another episode of Crossroads Has a Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Brandon, and this is just a place where we can all kind of hang out during the week, uh, do a little bit, go deeper outside of Sunday morning, and just get to know some people. And today we've got one of my friends here. This is basically all we do is I just bring my friends in and chat, and it's great, at least for me. I very much enjoy it. So today we have with us our friend, Josh mispronounced last name that's i think that's the official how you pronounce your last name it's just mispronounced right yes yes <laughs> I, 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 let's I, see if i can do this right it is lumbarbe close oh close la bumbarb la bumbarb oh, so i wasn't even close you're just nice so i say close to <laughs> just about everybody because i've grown up to learn that if someone says josh and then there's a hesitation it's probably that's me, me. that's yeah that <laughs> yeah. that's that's fair see i had like some of that hesitation as a kid too but for other reasons because mine is super easy to pronounce. It yeah. is maybe. Yeah. It's an actual word. You should know how to say yeah. it. So people are like, wait, really? Yeah. So when people would mispronounce my last name, I would just kind of look at them and laugh like, uh, you're a teacher. You should know how to read. But yeah. anyways, it is spelled wrong in their defense. It's with two E's on it. And I, I would probably get confused too because I'd think, I'd look at it and think it's probably something fancy. So yeah, people do. I, I, some of the ones people come up with, I'm like, how do you even like, I don't even know. Anyways. Uh, Josh, so you pretty much help out with every everything there is to do here at Crossroads, right? You you lead one of the greeter usher teams. Yep. You occasionally run camera. Yep. Uh, you help out with kids stuff every once in a while. Yep. Jump yep. in, help with that. Middle school too. Help out with some events. Yep. And the absolute best one is you play in all the Crossroads sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't even think of that at first. I, when you said uh, most important one, I was like, wait. Absolutely. Nothing yeah. is more important in life than church league basketball. This yeah. is this is just the truth. So uh, what's, what sports have you played here at Crossroads? In so I've done uh, the basketball. Well, yeah, basketball was the first sport I did. And then I yep. did softball. And then it rolled right into volleyball. That's right, volleyball. I always forget about volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Which one's your favorite? Um... So basketball is ideally my favorite sport. I love basketball. It's always been my favorite. But I would say I learned something very new about myself with volleyball. Okay. I've always loved volleyball just to play for fun, but I've yeah. never done a league. So learning the actual basics of the sport was really, really fun. And then even more so, I took on an assistant coaching role to help my daughter learn volleyball. So I learned at the same time teaching. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, but ultimately, for sure, basketball. I've been a diehard basketball fan forever. That's your thing. Yeah. And speaking of which, basketball is right around the corner. Yes. So shame, shameful, Brandon. But hey, you know what? If you're out there listening right now, get a hold of me because we have some spots open. We can come play. It's awesome, right? Because yeah. yeah, should, should every single person listening to this right now sign up to play church league basketball? A absolutely. Absolutely. And absolutely. we, I mean, it goes beyond basketball. It's a fellowship. I mean, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah the basketball. We that league just started was last year. Then last year was the first year. Yep. Uh, it's at the Christian Family Center runs it, and they haven't done a league like that in I mean years. So it was really cool. And yeah, the basketball was fun. I'm, I I love basketball, yeah. but better than that was just the connections like yeah. made between guys. Even though with other churches, just some of like the connections and stuff was really cool. And uh, I got to see like some kids. Uh, not kids, but like parents of kids, like my kids go to school with and stuff. So you see them like pick yeah. up and drop off, but you're like, you yeah. don't really know them, you know? Yeah. And then I'm always like at, at the gym playing. I'm like, hey, hey. And like you do like the Spider-Man meme, you know, like we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, oh, yeah. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah. 
All right. So, uh, Josh, we got a new new segment we're going to start today. Sounds good. Uh, strange news. Strange news. Strange news or silly news or just ridiculous things that Brandon finds on the internet. I like it. Yeah. So here we go. First one, and then you got to respond to just just the headline. Okay. I'm just giving you the headlines. We're not going to the story because we're Americans. We don't read the stories. We just look at the headlines and <laughs> yeah. share it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bad, people. Don't do what I'm doing right now. All right. Anyways, here we go. So headline, loose cow visits an olive garden. Sounds like that cow must have had a great lunch. <laughs> I bet that cow will go back for, for seconds. Yes. Get them endless breadsticks, man. Yeah. Can you imagine going to Olive Garden and then there's just like a, like, what do you do? There's just a cow walking around. You're like, is that like really fresh steak? They even have, I don't even, they even have like steak and beef options at Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't know either, but that, I, don't know. I think you're along the lines of what my first thought would be is, is are they using, is this cow just hanging out waiting for his, its maker? <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or is this some weird ploy from Chick Fil A? Oh, that'd be a good right. one. Is this Chick Fil A trying to get us to leave? Like, Chick Fil A, I want my breadsticks. Yeah, leave me alone. End this salad and breadsticks. All right. <laughs> Anyways, well, at least the cow wasn't spotted at like Frosty Boy or something. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. That I straight up leave at that point. Yeah. Like, nope, never mind. No one anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so this was somewhere in Texas, and so like all that's if you're gonna get a cow loose in a restaurant anywhere in the United States, Texas, I feel like is the best place for that to happen. Yeah, everything's bigger in Texas. It's all bigger, and at least a third of the people there probably know how to wrangle a cow. Yeah, oh like, yeah, minimum, probably more. Yeah, but like <laughs> at least a third have some kind of rodeo background. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's probably judgmental. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry to all of Texas, but. I have to thank God to put put that cow in that Olive Garden in Texas for a reason. It made somebody today. <laughs> yeah, somebody's like, "Oh, I've been waiting my whole life. Let me go out in my trunk. I got my whatever you lasso. Yeah. Let's go." Yeah. All right. Here's another one, also from Texas. Dallas Zoo finds the missing snow leopard. Did they find it in the zoo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is why you should read the story. But yeah. I think it's more fun to just make up your own. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah. If I, Snow leopard. That's that's big enough to do some damage. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would I would have definitely been very scared if I was the person to find out. I, I, you know, military experience. I probably still won't know what to do. No. No. You know, you run faster than someone else. That's fine. That's <laughs> yeah. The old joke, right? Trip. Somewhere. You don't have to unroute the bear. Un outrun the bear. Yeah. You just have to outrun your friend. Yeah. And same Bad question. Trump. Why is a snow leopard in Texas? Uh, another great question. Yeah, that's, that 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 snow leopard's not happy. No. Why couldn't I be in the Minneapolis Zoo? That's probably what he was doing. He's trying to get get cold. He was going to the ice cream place. Yeah, that's true. He's getting his cow friends. Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had a friend that used to work at the zoo in Toledo, the Toledo Zoo. And he shared with us one time, he gave us like a little tour behind the scenes and stuff. And uh, he told us like, it's weekly that animals get out of their cages. Like weekly. If not multiple times a week, animals get out and they can't find them. I was like, what? So now every time we go to the zoo, like the whole time, I'm like, I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find an animal. <laughs> I'm going to find some random animal outside of his cage and we're going to be best friends. Oh, I just think of how hard it is to get my dog inside when she doesn't want to come. <laughs> so a snow leopard or a bear or something like that. This like, is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I would die because I would just be like, whoa, 
you're cute and cuddly. Come here. Let yeah. me pet your face. And then you just eat mine. Yeah. I'm like, you're you're used to humans, right? You're a domesticated zoo animal. Oh, such a moral decision by the guy that probably was supposed to check on that animal and put a check in the box and the animal wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, how does that happen? <laughs> I can get like some like this, like, okay, so a lizard gets out or something, yeah. you know, like uh, when I was in college, uh, my roommate had a little lizard something. I don't know what it was, but it, that thing was never in its cage. Yeah. Like it literally was in its cage 25% of the time. We would find it all over the place. Uh, it was funny. We would put it uh, on top of my head because I lost a bet, so I had to shave my head. So like my head was warm, you know? Yeah. So we would put it on top of my head and put a hat on and just walk around campus and this is randomly like take it off and watch for people's reactions when they realize there's like a yeah. little lizard on top of my head. You tell Levi the story. He'll love it. All right. You have to tell Maddie that story too. And she'll probably ask where the lizard is because she'll want it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, this was 20 years ago. Yeah. So I have no idea how, how long. I don't even know what kind of lizard it was, man. Some kind of little iguanodon maybe. Iguanodon. That's a dinosaur. Is it? Yes. I did not know that. I didn't either until about two years ago. <laughs> I thought you just threw iguana and Don together. <laughs> oh, man. I need more coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, we got kids the same age, right? Like, mm -hmm. I knew three dinosaurs five years ago. Yeah. Like, that's it. I didn't know anything. And then uh, our oldest, Levi, is just like, he wants to be he wants to be a paleontologist pastor when he grows up, which is, which is pretty, like, it warms my heart a yeah. little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. So he like he goes to bed every night listening to a dinosaur podcast and is like nuts about dinosaurs. And so you learn the things that your kids learn, yeah. you know, like when the kids are into something, except Pokemon. Mm. I drew the line at Pokemon. I didn't learn anything <laughs> about that. But all the other things you so yeah, we laugh because we went from land before time was our knowledge of yeah. dinosaurs. Like Bigfoot, is that one? Long neck? Yeah. I don't know. Bigfoot. To now. I'm throwing out iguanodon in just natural. Um. Uh, oh yeah, no. I and I've I, I so I my kids don't have I guess something yet specific, but I've been around your kids and I've heard the dinosaur stuff. Oh so gosh, I've learned nuts. more dinosaurs just from being around. You it's know, nuts. Levi. Well, you did you get your kids are way into the Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. But same thing as you. You know, I was like. I knew a lot about the older Pokemon, so now they're trying to introduce these new ones, and the names are just kind of awkward for me because I'm used to the old names. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I just, it, it's hard for me to track with that. So, so you're doing the old man get off my lawn thing? Like, no, his name is, I yeah. don't even know their names. P yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, it's, and we go back and forth, right? Until someone says, okay, we'll agree to disagree. You have your new style Pokemons. I have my yeah, style. I didn't even realize there was like this. <laughs> Yeah. New style, old. That, that's been around for a long time. Those, those I just drive all the kids nuts. I mispronounce all of them on purpose. Yeah. And they, get, <laughs> they get so angry around kids. Like, what's your Pokemon? He's like, what's a Pokemon? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good times. Make the kids angry. It's good times. All right. Well, Josh, let's transition. <laughs> let's transition to some Bible time. All right. Sounds good. Um, so we're in this series right now. Um, mind your own business or mind my own business. Mind Something about minding business. We're talking about health, specifically mental health, which is just super important. Uh, so last week, we kind of threw out the question of a lot of people that kind of grew up in church kind of had this, this, this idea that as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, we're not supposed to struggle with mental health. And uh, so we asked, I asked some of our young adult kids that grew up in, in, in Crossroads, I was like, do you guys have that same stigma? Or for you guys, is it kind of just 
no, that's a normal thing that everyone deals with. And here at the church, we talk about it. And I was very pleasantly surprised when they, for the most part, were like, no, that's a thing we talk about at church. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. We're doing something right. Yeah. So hopefully for our kids growing up, they're going to hear us talk about a lot of the things that, at least from my perspective, when we're doing stuff here at church, usually it has kids in mind, not just now, but like when they're adults, like <laughs> what's going to be their perception. Cause they're going to, we're going to screw so much stuff up for them and they're going to get to the young adults and like, I got to unlearn all this stuff. That's absolutely going to happen. But uh, I spend a lot of time thinking about what are those things that we're going to screw up and what are the things that we're going to get right. And so I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. That's one of those things that that we got right, that they feel comfortable talking about that stuff at church. So that was pretty cool. Um, so uh, Scott talked about King Jehoshaphat from the Bible, which as a kid was one of my absolute favorite Bible characters. 100% because of the name. <laughs> it is a pretty cool name. I, I mean, there's a lot of names in the Bible that I wish I would have. <laughs> known about before I named my kids, to be yep. honest. You no, know, we cannot change Micah's name to Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <that way. laughs> this is my son, Jehoshaphat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whatever you actually pronounce that in Hebrew, I don't know. But anyways, uh, he's one of the rare good kings. He went through a very anxious situation. We're not going to talk about that one. If you want to listen to that, go listen to Scott's message. Uh, it's just on this podcast feed or YouTube, wherever you want to go to find it. Um, but there are a ton of weird, anxiety-filled situations in the Bible. So I wanted to take a second, and I am not a counselor, but I see one because I'm a human, and I think pretty much all humans need to see one. Maybe not like weekly or monthly, but I think it's so important to have someone that is just unbiased, doesn't, this sounds terrible, but doesn't really care about you. Like they do, but not in like a a deep friendship or familial kind of way. Mm -hmm. They just kind of there they have an outside perspective and they can just help like it's just it's just so 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 important um and one of the things i've come to learn about anxiety is people struggle with it and and everyone's in their own different way but there's kind of two two broad categories there's the situational anxiety kind of like jehoshaphat and the story we're going to talk about in a minute where there's like a situation and that situation brings a lot of anxiety (laughs) For me, that's what I struggle with. I don't struggle with a lot of anxiety. My mental health struggles are usually more depression-based because of my own insecurities and stuff that pop up. But because of that, then the situation will bring anxiety. And then there's something that's more like a generalized anxiety disorder. And that's people that just struggle with anxiety like almost just all the time is my very unclinical way to describe it. Yeah, People are just, at the drop of a hat, just get, anxious, get triggered, and anxiety is just a thing that they struggle with often. Uh, so I don't know, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If, if either of those are struggles for you or not, don't have to share, but there's a microphone in your face. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's an awesome thing for me to do to you, Josh. No, I like it. I like it because anxiety is, it's a tough thing. And, and I'm so glad that Pastor Scott's talking about that right mm-hmm. now because I feel like for me, I, I, I think I do not both of the ones you described. So I, I am situational, right? Sometimes situations, and, and I'm I'm very good at holding it in or, I guess, controlling the anxiety to a level where it doesn't show, if you yeah. would. Probably not necessarily a good thing. Um, but situational, I, I definitely do struggle with that. Things will pop up, and especially if I forgot something. I'm, I'm working on organizing and time management. Yeah. Um, but if I forgot about something and then it comes up last minute, it's like, poof, you know, like yeah. I will get very anxious and almost – debilitating anxiety, if you would, you know, where it's like, how do I proceed, right? I've already hit this anxiety point, so now I'm just going crazy. 
Um, but I, I'd say even yeah. similar to you, you, you said the depression style, you know, like I think there are certain things that just linger with me for a while. And maybe I don't think about mm-hmm. it all the time. It might, I guess it could almost be categorized as a situational, maybe. Yeah. Um, where I, I can go for a little while without thinking about it and then something triggers it, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it might be one of my inefficiencies or something in my life that, you know, I, I can get depressed about. So I'd yep. say I, I struggle with both. I think not necessarily yeah. the the full blown like just anxious you know all the time or just random you know but something happens some kind of thought happens and it triggers it. Yeah, and I think that's the, the, the a couple of things that you said that are really awesome, right? Like it's awesome that you have anxiety and depression, Josh. Hey, yeah. thanks for on the podcast. Hey. Yeah. Um, but how those things are are linked a lot of times. Like a lot of times, anxiety will trigger depression, and depression will trigger anxiety. Yeah. And like those, especially when it's situational, because I think depression operates the same way. Like there's people that just struggle, like with the generalized, and there's just situational. Yeah. Um, and how they're related, because usually one then brings the other to yeah. to some extent. It's all kind of on a sliding scale. Um, but the one thing you said there, I think I want to touch on is that that idea of the triggers. Yeah, and how huge that is when we can learn to. And I live with a counselor, so I hear this language a lot. Um, is recognizing and learning our triggers mm. because yeah. then we can start to deal and manage with that depression or that anxiety or whatever the situation is earlier. And yeah. I, I, I am, I don't do this. Yeah. Just straight up honesty here. Like this is, I am a stupid person, a stupid man that I think. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So when I get triggered, I just want to go to my cave and ignore everything in the world and just figure it out myself. And you know what I've learned in my 30-whatever-odd years of life? That doesn't work yeah. very well. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking that because I, I, I agree with you. You know, I for the longest time, I had that. And, and I'm getting – I'm a work in progress, right? I'm not perfect. Absolutely. But there's a lot of events and things in my life that led up to – basically what you're talking about, you know, this, this sense of manliness and, you know, not wanting to show the family or not wanting to show, you know, my peers or anyone, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. general that I, I struggle just like everybody else. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny how we do that. Oh yeah. We're like we know that we all struggle with this, but we all also like, Oh, I'm the, I can't show it, but we, I know that you do. 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 I don't know how, but I know that we all do. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't, I can't show it. Yeah. That's just silly yeah. as humans. We're just these silly things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it, it's it's hard to identify in everybody, right? You know, exactly why, what leads up to that, why mm-hmm. you're that way. But, you know, it is. it is. It's like a, a manly thing. And I'm, I'm sure there's females, women yeah, yeah, out yeah, there yeah, that, yeah. you know, do the same thing. They don't want to let anyone else know about it. But, I mean, I found so much... Uh, and sharing that because then you do hear those, you know, no one wants to oh, talk about huge. those things, but when they hear someone else talk about it, they're like, Hey, I, you know, it may, it might even, I'm not saying that this is yeah. okay. Right. But you might even think to yourself, my situation is not as bad as theirs. I can share mine now, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, so I, I heard a pastor one time and, and it's kind of me coming into this conversation. I had to think about it. Yeah. Um, a pastor, they use this acronym hot, right. Okay. And they use it and it's, it, they, it stands for humble, open, and transparent. And it's Ooh. just trying to, you know, like, I don't know. I never, I guess just having that little acronym pop up in my head at moments helps me to just be open and transparent with whoever is asking questions. You know, I had to get over the trust thing, right? Because God knows everything. 
why am I worried about, you know, the guy next to me, the girl next to me, <laughs> right. you know, I don't know, spilling the beans on my, inf- you know, whatever I tell them and this yeah, and that, like, yeah. God knows it all, right? I'm chuckling because, yeah, like, we're just silly, we're just silly little beings down here. Like, think we're hiding, th- I'm going to my cave and <laughs> yeah. hiding it from, like, no, I'm not. God knows everything yeah. already. Yeah. And even though we know, it's just so, we're, we're so, we're just dumb little idiots, all, all of us people. This is such an encouraging <laughs> podcast. Um, but knowing that God already knows all, and, and more than I even realized, right? Like, mm-hmm. the things I haven't realized about myself yet, God already knows. But yet there's still such power when I confess that to God. Mm-hmm. When I go, hey, God, I am struggling with this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. But for me, it's like, oh, it feels so good. And then when you do that to another person, like a human being, you sit physically across from them and you look at them and you say, hey, and you're I mean, I, like everyone, we're, unless you're driving, you need to stop what you're doing and write down that acronym because that's like, that's amazing. Humble, open, transparent. When you do those things with another human being, like it is terrifying, yeah. but so good. It's so deep. It's so like, people talk about that, like lifting off of your shoulders, kind of a feel, like physical uh-huh. feeling. And there's been times in my life where I've had to be very open and honest and transparent and it was hard. And it is, you physically feel it. Yeah, Like there's well, yeah. an actual physical thing that happens in your body where you're like, I feel lighter now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I've been on the other side of that many times where people dump that stuff onto you and it's like i've had times where it, i physically feel like weighted down by it you know mm-hmm. but in a good way because i'm like this is cool because now i can take a little bit from you and i can help we can like do this together and yeah both sides of that are really good and i mean that's humble open transparent if we could just all be those three things mm-hmm. Get rid of some of our idiot, like, oh, I got to deal with this myself. Like, no, you're dumb. No, be humble, be open, transparent, and in a safe way, right? Like, you don't want to just go talk to, go to Starbucks and yeah. start, like, yeah. which I worked <laughs> at Starbucks. It happens. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. People would, like, in the drive-thru, be like, just, they're like, uh, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> there, goes, there goes that anxiety trigger for the cashier. <laughs> right. In my head, I'm like, oh, no, like, that's, I really want to, like, talk to you and, like, listen, but I got five cars behind you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyways, that's, that's, yeah, that's bad. All right. So, I got, a, I got another Bible story we're going we're gonna to hit real quick here. Um, talk about anxiety. So, uh, the Israelites, after they were freed from their slavery in, uh, in Egypt, and they, they march around for a long time in the wilderness. They finally, they get to the promised land. They're excited. They've just seen all these miracles that God did. They're being led by a pillar of fire during the day where God's taking them. All right, all this stuff, right? So they finally get to the promised land, super excited about it. So Moses is their leader. He sends, he gets one leader from each tribe. There's 12 tribes. So he's 12 spies, which is awesome. I love spy movies. I'm all like... I don't know about you, but uh, I secretly want to be a spy and a thief. Oh, yeah. Right? All those like Ocean's Eleven, all those movies. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm all in on that stuff. It's bad. It's a good thing we love Jesus. Um, so these 12 spies in the Bible, spies, awesome story. Go find it and read it yourself because there's more to it than I have time to explain here. They go into this promised land where God is going to take all of his chosen people, right? They go around, they do their spy thing, which just sounds awesome. And I just imagine them like 
rappelling with ropes off of the city walls, like, oh, we're getting caught, running away and hiding. And smoke bombs. Smoke bombs, like secret <laughs> signals, you know, whatever, ham radios. They didn't have those. Anyways, they come back to give their report, and there's 12 of them, right? 10 of them are like, yeah, nope, we got we to gotta live in the desert. And, and two of them, Joshua and Caleb, are like, uh, what are you guys talking about? God told us that he's going to deliver this land to us. We can do it. And when you read the stories and you go a little deeper into the story, in this promised land, there were there was clans of giants that lived there. Mm -hmm. And that would be terrifying, right? Like, so we have to go, this untrained military that have been slaves building stones, we have to now go and fight literal giants in cities that have big walls. There's no way, mm -mm. right? Like, like there's no way. Just imagine the anxiety of those 12 as they're doing their spy thing. That's like, that's so much anxiety being yeah. a spy. Or what if you get caught? Uh, that's going to be bad, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about situational anxiety. And then they come back. And then the anxiety of knowing that if we go into battle, we all going to die. Yeah. Because they're bigger, faster, stronger than us. Yeah. Right. It's probably how my church league basketball team felt when we played yours last year. We had two teams. Josh was on the young guy, good athletic young guy team. And now it's on the old guy team. It's kind of how we felt. Hey, hey, they're bigger, faster, stronger, younger. We're more athletic. We're in trouble kind of a thing. And uh, that would just, you know, we, we laugh because it's church league basketball. Who cares? We're all just all going to beat ups afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But they lose this battle. Them and their children, they all die. Uh -huh. You have a lot more to lose than just bragging rights. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I've always wondered in this story, right? All They had to have tons of anxiety. I totally, I want to side with Joshua and Caleb and be like, if I was in that situation, I, well, of course, we've just seen God do all of these miracles. We saw, some of them saw him part the Red Seas, or at least they heard that story from their parents. This isn't generations removed, mm -hmm. right? Like we've seen like all of the, the play, all of that stuff, right? We've seen miracles happen while we're in the wilderness. We know that God, we have seen these big miracles that God is real. God can do whatever. God is powerful. I want to say, I'd be like, yeah, guys, we can do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that, and that's what I was going to say is from the outside looking in without being there in that situation, but, you know, knowing the same things that they know, I, I would essentially say, yeah, I'd, I'd like to side with Josh and Caleb, but I also have this crazy mind that says, what if these giants are here for God to tell me that I shouldn't do this? You know, like that's, yeah, uh, that's where it gets tough for me. It's where, well, you're, I mean, you're named after this, Josh. Yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> so of course you would have been on that side. Oh yeah. I don't know where the tribe of Brandon was. <laughs> they got left in Egypt. Maybe, maybe Caleb's Hebrew for Brandon. Yeah. We'll say that. I'll look that up later. Uh, but you, knowing myself, I just, I would have, in a moment of honesty, but I probably would have been with the tent being like, guys, like we could make a good life out here in the wilderness. Yeah. Let's just stay out here and be safe and live yeah. and ultimately be disobedient to what God is calling you to do. Um, I think so many times the thing God is calling us to do brings with it anxiety. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think that's why having these conversations about understanding our triggers and understanding how to manage on it, because we're not going to get away from it. Uh, I know that verse in Philippians says, it says, do not have anxiety. And I'm like, that sounds great, but uh, yeah. I'm not allowed to disagree with the Bible, but that's not possible. Yeah. Right. I think Paul's using hyperbolic language there, but I don't think we ever get away from anxiety totally. 
but having these conversations about how can we manage it? How can we deal with it? How can we understand our triggers and get to managing it quicker? And then understanding really what anxiety is, like, you know, Scott talked about it. It's an alert, alerting us to something, you know, to spend time in prayer and do some other stuff like that that can help us. Um, and having a counselor, having people, being able to confess things, like all of those things that are going to help us, I just think is, is huge because let's be honest, 10 out of the 12 said no. Mm-hmm. Only two said, let's do it. And I don't want to be a person that's arrogant enough that's like, I would have been one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I don't, I, I truly think that if I was in that situation, it'd be a lot easier for me to agree with the 10, even though I had seen what God, you know, did. I, mm-hmm. I would have my ways of, you know, like you said, hey, this this seems fine to me, right? I mean, we're not slaves anymore, technically. So at least we're living on our own. I mean, we have our own place. But yeah. Yeah. Still better, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still better than slavery. Well, some of them didn't think so. It's weird, it's weird <laughs> yeah. to me, too. They're like, let's go back to Egypt. I'm like, really? But yeah, it's also kind of cool to think about there was a literal race of giants. Yeah. Yeah. Like throughout the Old Testament, it's yeah. not like we see one story, right? There's, it's, it's all, which that gets my weird conspiracy brain going in all kinds of weird directions. Yeah. We don't have time for that today. You're welcome, everybody out there, because you don't want to get into all that stuff, but that's kind of fun to think about. Um, all right, cool. So, Josh, one last question. Um, do you have a go-to method or anything that kind of helps when you're in a stressful or like an anxiety-induced situation, some of that situational anxiety, depression starts popping up? Is there anything that you do that kind of kind of helps? I'll let you think about it for a second. Yeah. Because I'm just these are big questions I'm just randomly throwing at you. So I'll share one of mine. Uh, one of the things, and I don't do this often enough, um, but for me, doing some different breathing exercises really helps. Um, and I find this helpful when I do them all of the time, not just when I get triggered, but then extra when I do get triggered with something. So I try to start off my day every day by doing some mindfulness, some meditation, and just some breathing exercises and prayer as I do those things. And I find that when I do those, I have less stress, less anxiety. And then when I get triggered, because we all do, I can use that tool to then kind of help calm myself down and then do something smart. I don't know if there's anything like that. Yeah. For you, that's helpful. Yeah. So I actually, um, one of your messages, you talked about the breathing, the box breathing. And Mm -hmm. I've been using that a little bit more when I can remember because consistency is, is, I guess, my struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because for a long time, it was mostly prayer. Like as long as I could realize what was going on, that I was getting anxious about something, then I could take a five-minute break, go pray about it, and actually listen a little bit, right, when I pray and yeah. not just, you know, asking God to remove this this anxiety, but maybe taking a pause. Because in those pauses is sometimes when we get our answer, right? Or Absolutely. I guess when we get some guidance. Um, so definitely prayer had been one, I guess, building up until you talked about the breathing techniques. Because, I mean, I'd heard about them, and I'd done some on my own, but never, I guess, geared towards the anxiety. It was more of a just relaxing method. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's it's so awesome because now my kids, my son, he gets he can get pretty anxious about things, and uh, for a while it was hard for me to figure out how can I really help him with this, and I started to apply the box breathing. Oh, very cool. And he seems to be enjoying it so much that um, we had a lock in last Friday, and uh, there was a kid there that was crying, and I didn't I wasn't there to witness any of this. Um, but one of the other te- or parents that were helping out, they, at the end of it, wanted to tell me, hey, you know, your son did a great job tonight. 
Um, and I, I just thought, you know, maybe behaving wise. And she was like, she went on to tell me the situation of a, a small kid crying and my son trying to relax him and using the, using the breathing that. techniques. He didn't quite wow, get the box, cool. but, you know. Get close so, enough. Yeah. So between the prayer and then the new tool that you have given me of, of the box breathing, um, those have helped quite a bit. Like I said, I still have to get to the point where I realize, like you said, triggers and just realizing that I'm anxious about something at that moment. Um, mm -hmm. Part of the manly thing, right? I think for the longest time, I, I didn't call it anxiety. I called it anger. Or I called it something. Oh, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. I didn't identify it as, as anxiety because, you know, being men, anxiety sounds like a bad thing. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. that's, uh, that's. Well, I'm kind of sad about a time now. Why do we talk about that cow at Olive Garden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so good right there. We call it, we don't recognize it yet. Yeah, that's that's huge. But that's awesome. And I'm like, good for you for like showing yeah. it with your kids and doing that too, like that. Man, that's so cool. And yeah. praise the Lord. And also got that from Keisha. So shout out, Keisha. <laughs> thanks, Keisha. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, Josh, thanks for being here today, man. Yeah, this is really pleasure. cool. It was definitely a pleasure. Yeah. I enjoyed this. It's good having this conversation because... We get busy in our day-to-day -day lives, and we don't, I don't think, do this enough, right? Yeah. I think it's good. Very cool. Well, yeah. thanks. Everybody yeah. out there, we'll check you next time. See you. See ya.